player two, you're awake. Hi, I'm Kitty M, the All Geek. I'm going to take you through the land of Pod. This week there's zombie cow milk and mermaids without nipples and Aquaman. He's kind of related to the mermaid chat. Oh, and why Hydra totally shouldn't be Nazis. Come on, player two. Let's roll. Hey, player two, you're already here. Yeah, I, I know I'm late. Uh, there was a family emergency and let's just say there's one less dragon in the world. Or one more dragon in the world. I'm not sure how their life cycles work. Anyway, I'm, I'm here now. Sorry for the delay. Is this beer for me? Still in a little bit of shock, I watched Get Out last week and uh, that's a pretty intense horror movie. It's about, and I quote IMDb, a young African-American man who visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. Jordan Peele is the guy behind the masterpiece. You may know him from the Obama anger translator skit that he does as part of comedy duo Key and Peele. Great skit, totally look it up if you haven't seen it already. And I think his comedy skills help him. See, comedy is all about setting up and timing. It's about distraction and suspending the audience disbelief. And he uses those skills to make one of the scariest films I've ever seen. I don't make noises when I'm at the movies. I'm pretty much resting bitch face most of the time, but I squealed at least twice. And the reason I'm not telling you much about the movie is because that's the best way to go into the movie. The acting is superb. I can't really tell you why, but their control of voice and facial expressions, especially from two of the actresses, it's creepy, man. I don't want to spoil it. Just see it. Then try and stir some tea. Just try it. It was also free comic book day. Did you get your free comics? Yeah? Did you notice that Pepe died, or were you just interested in the free comics? Mm. If that's not actually a wider comment on society, I don't know what is. That Pepe is dead. This is the cartoon frog that became a hate symbol. Like, literally a hate symbol. He's died. His creator, Matt Fury, laid him to rest on free comic book day. Fury had gone on record before as saying Pepe was a symbol of love, not hate. But the alt-right, who are totally not Nazis, took this symbol of love and turned it into... One of hate. That's not something Nazis would do. I'm pausing for sarcastic effect. Pepe is dead only in the comics. His image will live on as all images do, but probably not in the way his creator ever intended. But to some more fun news with Comic Book Day, you may have had the chance to pick up Wonder Woman Rebirth Issue 1. I did. Nicholas Scott is the artist, and if... Her artwork were a person, I would ask that person if I could buy them a hot beverage. Or well, actually, I wouldn't. I would stare at them for too long and then it would be creepy, but I would imagine marrying them. And the countdown is on to Wonder Woman, so I hope you're ready for that. Speaking of amazing comic book creators, Rob Liefeld has hit another home run. No, not with his prediction that Transformers Dark Knight will be the movie of the summer. Ugh. <sighs> What are you doing to me, Rob? I mean, I love you, man, but come on. His comic Youngblood has been rushed back to print because issue one is apparently pretty hot. Youngblood is about what would happen if superheroes existed in a world like ours where everything can make money. It's sort of like the anime Tiger and Bunny. Lots of talk of sponsorship and corporate deals, things like that. 
The actual first Youngblood came out in 1992, and it was the first publication for Image, and we all know how that turned out. And if you don't, maybe one day I'll tell you. Rob Liefeld's love of Bay aside, he is the creator of Deadpool and Cable, so if you're going to bet on anything, it's Liefeld. And not Bay. Ever. Except for The Island. That's the one good movie he made. Speaking of times franchises needed to be let go, I'm looking at you, Michael Bay, please let go of the Transformers franchise. Game of Thrones spin-offs? What's that about? Stop milking the dead cow. It's done. No one wants your zombie cow milk, HBO. I love the Game of Thrones cast. They're delightful. And the first few seasons were a masterpiece, but... The shark has been jumped, the golden goose has been killed, and now with these spin-offs, it's zombie cow milk. No one wants that. Oh, sorry Fred. Except for Fred. He's a zombie, so zombie cow milk isn't really weird to him. What's that, Fred? You're a vegan zombie, isn't One of the perks of being a zombie is you get to eat people? You're right, Fred. That was insensitive of me. Speaking of things that seem out of the ordinary, there's a wizarding book club that's been announced on Pottermore, which I guess just means reading the Harry Potter books, which feels redundant because if you know what Pottermore is, there's a chance you've read the books and talked to people who've also read the books. Seriously, in vegan circles, there's a joke that goes, how do you know if someone's a Harry Potter fan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> it's a lie, actually. We don't have jokes in vegan circles because we're humorless and deficient in protein. Blair 2, let's, let's get out of here. Do you have your swimsuit? I just have a feeling you'll need it later. Player 2, it's not often that we manage to get ourselves into some high security places. Okay, it is. I've got connections. I shouldn't be ashamed of it. The reason we are in Hydra's base at the moment is to talk about what's happening with Captain America. What was that? Okay, we might need to keep it down. They might be on to us. I'm not saying that where we are is dangerous, but people are after me, so it's dangerous. Anyway, uh, the reason you're here is so we can talk about Captain America and what's happening in Marvel with Captain America and Hydra. This isn't really a spoiler because this plot point has basically been revealed in many headlines. The storyline is involving Captain America as a Nazi slash Hydra, and it's been unfurling for the last few months. Marvel have been engaging in some weird, look, Hydra and Nazis, but just go with us on this style messaging. Everyone I follow on social media seems to think Captain America as a Nazi is a bad idea, and I'm inclined to believe them. If you're new to this player too, I'm a big fan of Jack Kirby, Nazi puncher and creator of Captain America. So no, Cap should not be a Nazi, even if he is a bit of a roid rager, and some could argue the product of a eugenics project, but I'm also a fan of Hydra and the Sith and Cobra Command and Decepticons. Before I get into this, I just want to start by saying I have less invested in this storyline than other people will, people with different cultural upbringings in different societies. That means what I say doesn't necessarily carry the same weight, nor should it be your only source of knowledge about this issue. And I don't want to speak for other people. And you have Google, so get informed. Now, Hydra being synonymous with Nazis is a problem. I'm not saying Hydra doesn't have a history with Nazis. They do. But more by using Nazis because they view them as weak and easily led than actively engaging in their activities because they believe what Nazis are saying. 
to make Hydra equal Nazis and Nazis equal Hydra, that's where there's a problem. Firstly, because it dilutes what Nazis were and what they continue to be. Nazis exist, and Hydra, I'm pretty sure, does not. So when you link Nazis with any form of bad guy organisation in somewhere like a comic book universe, you're mythologizing them. You're making them something that's not real. I think you're lessening the impact of them actually existing. They become like a boogeyman, a pop culture reference. It waters down the true acts that for many of us are the yardstick of evil against which we measure every other atrocity since. There are ways to have Nazis in pop culture without doing this. There was a series back in, I think, the early 90s, it might have even been 80s, called Forever Night. It was about vampires. In one of the flashbacks of when they were young and totes evil hanging out in Germany or something, they come across this dude on a train. They go to change him, give him the dark kiss or the dark gift or whatever you want to call it, and they decide against it. Why? Because despite the fact they are soulless apex predators who openly scoff at the moral conventions of humans, the young man turns out to be Hitler. And they're like, the world does not need that kind of evil. Just no. And that's a really good message. And it happens a lot in pop culture to varying degrees. You've got The Man in the High Castle and Iron Sky. Those are some good takes on alternative histories without, I think, watering down the reality of what happened and what was being promoted. Setting aside the very real concern of watering down some of the worst things humans have ever done to other humans, which is a pretty tall order given all the terrible things humans do all the time, even now, it's also just piss-poor story building. There are examples where Nazis are used, I think, in an interesting way in a fantasy or horror sense, like Dead Snow and Hellboy. It plays on the stories of the occult being mixed into Nazism. But even then, I think people have to be careful. In the case of Hydra, it's just a poor story building because they're being used as a shortcut. A cheap, completely insensitive shortcut. It's relying on pre-existing knowledge. Rather than getting the audience to use their own brains, or even maybe the writers to use their brains, to show how someone is a bad guy. I mean, is it a cost-cutting exercise? Some bean counter somewhere has been complaining the writers were using too many words? However, will we show the reader that Hydra are bad guys? Well, we could have them doing lots of evil guy stuff and blowing up things and intricate plots to take over the world. Nah, let's just say they're Nazis. Less ink that way. I'm not saying everyone in comic books has British accents. It's just... It's what I felt was appropriate. Finally, it stops the audience talking. That's us. The people who buy the stuff and buy into the worlds. It stops us buying things. It turns every discussion into an echo chamber. Do you think that Captain America fights bad guys? Yes, I do. Superman is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. As I said at the start, I like Hydra. I like the Sith, the Empire, Cobra Command, and Decepticons. There was no greater feeling for me last week than telling my boss I support the Sith because the Jedi are an extremist religious organization who radicalize young men to engage in militia slash terrorist activities against the government of the day. Though Luke is white, so in his case, militia. It makes discussions happen to be able to choose one or the other. And it makes people look at things differently. Also, I think the Empire is cool. The moment someone decides the bad guys are Nazis... We can't have that discussion. There's no need. I can't buy the merchandise, and then I stop being interested entirely. Why? 
because there's one bad guy group I'm never going to support. I know, Marvel have been hinting that there might be something more to all of this, and I hope it's true, especially for the Captain America fans. But I also hope this serves as a warning to any creators of big characters and universes. This is a money-making business. I mean, it's art, but it's about money. And if someone wants our money, if they want us to continue to be invested, to be fans, to get the figures and the shirts and the tattoos, they can't pull this kind of switcheroo. Oh, they can, they totally can, but then we leave. Because the majority of us agree that we don't want to be Nazis or aligned with them. We just might want to play the bad guy from time to time. Or, you know, let everyone know that Jedi are scum. We should go, um, like I say, there's people chasing me. Not Hydra, no, uh, someone else. I'll explain later, but we should leave now. D do you hear water? Player two, I can explain why we are hanging upside down in an Atlantean dungeon. See, it's a funny story. I was hanging out down here and um, I thought it would be funny to, um, <clears throat> to, take, to take one of the tridents of Aquaman. I thought he would enjoy that kind of thing. He did not find it amusing. So that's why we're here. Told you to bring your swimsuit. <laughs> yeah. Picking this lock is going to take some time. So how about I tell you about Mermaid? That's the hashtag that will take you to the side of Twitter that isn't an endless vomit of headlines that foretell the chapters of a book someone's writing in the future entitled The Years Leading Up to the Thunderdome Being Built. It's actually a pretty cool hashtag where users use it to direct people towards pictures they've drawn of merfolk in various stages of undress and relationships and eating humans. A good time of year. And it got me thinking about merfolk and how they come into geekery. It also made me think merfolk shouldn't have nipples. And they're not mammals. Why do they have nipples? Fish don't have nipples. I know, dolphins and whales have nipples, apparently. They're not fish. Fish don't have nipples, and it looks like the kind of reproductive parts that merfolk would have would be fishy rather than human-y. So unless their nipples are just for fun, and they might be, merfolk don't have nipples. Anyway, to the point. Sea creatures in geekery, namely Aquaman, which is being filmed in Australia right now. Aquaman is one of my favourite DC characters. He's basically a telepathic Superman, plus he controls water, and he's got all the swagger of an uber-rich dude because he's literally a king. He's like if Batman and Superman finally made good on all that fanfic we've all been writing. I mean, you've been writing. But that's actually not his origin, sadly enough. Like Wonder Woman, who he totally wants, he has a few tales about his heritage. Get it? Tales? Because... Merfolk? <clears throat> the first being that, oh, a dude lives near water and meets a beautiful lady and they're in love and she turns out to be a mermaid or something. Oh my god, is Ariel Aquaman's mum? Please, Lin-Manuel Miranda, please make that part of the Little Mermaid movie. That story, though, got wiped out. You like that? That's a surfing pun. Yep. 
In the new story, his mum and dad are queen and king of Atlanta and they tried to have a baby but couldn't and his mum had a baby with a wizard instead and his dad was all, why has he got blonde hair? He's probably not my son. He must be cursed because of the blonde hair and only because he's not my son. And then they threw him away. Or more like they pushed him down a current. I don't think you can throw things underwater. Dolphins found him and raised him because he can talk to sea creatures. So it's a mix of Lannisters and King Arthur and Flipper. Also, his human name is Arthur, so you see the connection. The thing about the curse is interesting too. That comes from the story of Cordax, an Atlantean. His backstory sort of mirrors that of Mordred in Arthurian legend. I won't go too much into it because you should find out more of it for yourself. But he was born way before Aquaman and basically ruined having blonde hair for everyone under the sea. He was born with blonde hair but a scaly body and his parents were all like, ew, gross, and they threw him away. Which again sounds strange, I don't think they actually threw him, but I mean more that they're under the ocean. Scales shouldn't be weird under the ocean. Actually, I don't know what appearance is weird under the ocean, unless it's a human. There are literally fish that vomit on themselves down there. Stuff happened, he was angry, turned into a bad guy. Curse. The whole backstory of cursed son of watery nobles was changed back to dude falls in love with a mermaid kinda once more. You can choose whatever one you want to believe. And Aquaman has pretty much done it all. Rescued whales, punched Nazis, fought a whole lot of robots. For a dude who spends a lot of time working underwater, he sure comes across a lot of robots. He's even been part of the Black Lantern Corps. Dude is so talented. One of his tridents has five points. Yeah, that's actually a thing. I know people like to make fun of it in the movie that his trident has five points, but it's canon. Close as I can guess, the trident of Neptune is the one with five points. It is a more ceremonial trident, but with technological abilities, in that it unlocks things. Whereas the trident of Poseidon tends to have three points and is more of a magical item. But there are many imaginings of Aquaman. This is just the boiled down version. A taster. Wait, is boiled down going to offend lobsters and crabs? I feel like it will. My favourite imagining of Aquaman is in Brave and the Bold. He's voiced by someone you know and love as Bender and Jake the Dog, John DiMaggio. This Aquaman is a bit of a derp and he annoys the hell out of Batman. It's also a good kids series, so check it out. A nice way to introduce them to Batman and some of the characters in the Justice League. But if you want to see a next level Aquaman... Flashpoint Paradox. I know I keep telling you to watch it. It's like you should watch it. Oh, I just got this unlocked, which is good because I think this place is leaking. Hey, question might be related to the situation we're about to find ourselves in. How long can you hold your breath? Player two, you're awake. You look like you need a towel. We're on a pirate ship. I'm not going to be able to get back to the tavern in time. You're cold. Do you want some rum? I think this pirate ship is cursed, so I stole some of their gold. <laughs> They're going to think it's so hilarious when they find that I have some of their stuff. No, trust me, they'll... they're pirates. Pirates always have a good sense of humour. Have you learnt nothing from movies? They're always laughing. While, while you're under, did you hear about Hellboy? A new R-rated movie of Hellboy, with David Harbour as Hellboy, and no Del Toro directing. It is going to seem weird without Perlman and Del Toro, 
But Mike Manola, who you can thank for Hellboy, by the way, seems excited about it. I know, new stuff is scary. But I like Harper. He's a good guy in Stranger Things, and his face seems more like Hellboy's. Without the horns, obviously. And we can have both. We can still watch the old Hellboy movies and the new ones. I'll allow it. It's allowed. This, this one time. Oh, and the new Deadpool animated series? It's going to be R-rated and Donald Glover's part of the co-creators? That could be good, but... Donald Glover is very funny. And maybe his style of humour is something that Deadpool needs? I just worry about us overdoing the Deadpool thing. Part of what drew me to Deadpool is that he's just this weird side character to a lot of people. I want him to be overexposed, you know? We have a tendency to overdo things with geekery to the point where it just becomes too mainstream and then stops kind of servicing the people who weren't mainstream to begin with. I'll probably check out the first few episodes because it's Donald Glover and it's Deadpool. And maybe it'll be really, really cool, right? Play 2, I'll, uh, I'll get the pirates to drop you off, but next week... I think I might hang out with these guys. So I might not be able to make it back to open up the portal for another pod. No, I don't want your suggestions of what I should watch or read or play or listen to. It's actually part of the reason I'm thinking I'll take some time away with these guys. There's just way too much stuff, you know? Anyway, I will be back player two. You can find me on Twitter at ChaosKittyM, The Land of Pod at The Land of Pod, and on Facebook, The Land of Pod, and KittyM. So hit me up, tell me stuff, or don't. It's all good. Until next time, player two.